You know, really and truly, our goal across the board, whether it's cavity risk, or periodontal risk, or bite risk, and our smile risk, is really to lower those risks for the patient throughout the treatment. So based on those risk factors is how we make recommendations. Welcome to Better Together with Costi Epifonsiv, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success, challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Costi Epifonsiv. Hey, y'all, it's Costa. Today, I'm here with my guest, Dr. Johnny Shanks, owner and dentist at Golden Oak Sedation Dental and Implant Center and Northside Family Dentistry. Johnny, as someone who grew up in Crossville and came back to the Upper Cumberland to open multiple dental practices, how does it feel to be giving back to the community that raised you? Well, Costa, thanks for having me on and I uh, appreciate you guys uh, building this uh, podcast here. Absolutely. So originally from Crossville, my father's people are from the um, Baxter area. Oh, nice. And so my, my mother's folks are originally from um, Sparta. And so, you know, the Upper Cumberland has been on my heart for some time. And so um, originally from Crossville, opened up our practice uh, there, Northside Dentistry. Ended up um, building a new facility here in Cookville, Tennessee. Nice. And it's just really neat for us to be able to bring back the technology, to bring back those dental services that people really need in a community that we feel is the best place on earth. I mean, right in between Knoxville and Nashville. Agreed. Um, beautiful area, you know, our hometown. And so being able to bring that back to serve the people that are part of our community, man, that's a huge, um, you know, just a feather in our cap. Isn't it a great place to raise kids? Man, it's <laughs> the best, right? You can't get much better. I know. I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day, and like one of the major tenants that always comes up whenever we talk about Cookville is it's a great place to raise family. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. People are coming from literally the entire country to Cookville to raise a family. You know, it's interesting. We're of course we get new patients every day, yeah. and um, you know, patients from New York, California to Oregon. People really want to feel connected in community. And I think that's, you know, Cookville's a wonderful place to do that. So let's talk a little bit about the technology and the different services that you bring. I want to talk about Golden Oak Sedation Dental and Implant Center because this isn't your run-of-the-mill dentist office. Would you share a bit more about the technology and equipment that's available at this location? Yeah, so first of all, Golden Oak is a sedation dental and implant center. And so our focus is on patients that have anxiety, patients that not be able to, to receive the routine care that they need in, a, in a, a normal environment. So not only do we have sedation services, but we also um, do general dentistry. Yeah. And so some, some patients select to, to get that general dentistry done in, in, a, um, you know, in a safe, welcoming environment. Yeah. And that's, that's what we can provide. So not only dental implants and the surgeries that go in, involved with that, but general dentistry as well. You know, when you mentioned technology, I don't know if you're a technology geek, but oh, I'm man. Dude, totally. I mean, I think it's going to save the world. Yeah. So if it's if there's something new involved with tech, I think I'm on it. So yeah. from the digital scanners to the 3D comb beam x-rays to the um, on-site dental lab that we have, which is fantastic. Um, the ability to actually manufacture these dental prosthetics mm -hmm. here in the Upper Cumberland, right? It's really cool. Can I tell you a funny yeah. story? So uh, there's one vivid memory of my childhood in Russia <laughs> that I'll <laughs> never forget. Just to tell you what it was like uh, growing up in a third world country. 
I went to this dental office. I'll never forget it. And like, there's blood everywhere. Oh, geez. <laughs> like on the floor. And, <laughs> yeah. and they, and I, all I remember is the dentist like drilling this poor lady's mouth. And I'm just like walking, like, I don't want to be here. What, what's, what's happening? Drilling this poor <laughs> lady's mouth and just telling her like, okay, spit. And she has to like turn and spit into the, <laughs> into the bowl. Right. Which is also covered in blood. So. When I came to the United States, because at one point I had um, I had a broken jaw, yeah, and I had to get my mouth wired shut, and I'd really never been to the dentist prior to that, and so I was expecting a similar experience, and it was great. And I will say that dentists in the United States, and specifically sedation dentistry, going to the dentist is painful, and it doesn't have to be painful. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. And, you know, we've been able to take care of a lot of patients that, that you know, have, have really transcended some of that anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell patients with a lot of anxiety, there's two things that you need to give yourself. And number one is grace. Mm-hmm. And number two is forgiveness. And, you know, when we were little as a, as a child going through an event that was maybe a little traumatizing, right? right? As we grow into adults. You know, it's really no longer, um, you know, mainstream to be be scared as an adult, right? Right. And so a lot of people have trouble transcending that. And, and that's something that, that we help people do, you know, because dental health is important. It's an important part of not only your dental specific health, but also your systemic health as well. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm fascinated about that. It's a little bit later on in the show, but how the health of your teeth and gums affects the health of your overall body. Yeah, it's amazing. really. Yeah. But I want to talk about cosmetic dentistry first. Over the past decade, cosmetic dental procedures like veneers and implants have become even more popular. What are your thoughts on purely cosmetic dental rejuvenation and what should patients know before getting these services? You know, so cosmetics have really exploded throughout the throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the some of the new techniques that I think um, are incorporated now would be what I would express to some patients that are interested in cosmetic dentistry. And the big component that I've seen in the dental field is just the implementation of the digital workflows and the digital technology when it comes to to uh, rejuvenating a smile. The first thing is smile design. So every everything now is more of a digital makeup and a digital design specific to the patient. So you can see what your smile is going to look like before you do any of the work. Absolutely. Interesting. So one of the cool pieces of technology that we have is is a um, facial scanner. So we can actually scan the face, right? Yeah. Scan the face, create a design on the teeth, and then have the patient actually evaluate that design on a big screen, right? Yeah. So they can kind of see what their, uh, you know, what the proposal looks like. Right. Ahead of and time. prove or deny it, That's right? Because right. like the worst thing, I don't know if you guys have ever seen something about Mary when he gets veneers put <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good part. Right. That was a good one. But like, what do you think about veneers? Like, is that something that you, that you champion? Are you a proponent of people getting veneers? Or do you think that it's better to get the brace, if your teeth are healthy, to just yeah. get braces and, sure. and, it just takes so long to get your teeth straight with braces, you yeah, know, know. especially adult braces. Yeah, well, I, I would say like every patient's specific circumstance may be a little different, mm-hmm. but I think all of those treatment modalities are going to the same direction. And here's the the essence of it is confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And so patients feel confident when they have a beautiful smile. And, you know, one of the first things that you notice with patient or with, with anyone is is their smile. 
So regardless of whether we, we get the teeth in the right orientation with braces ahead of time, or maybe the circumstance uh, benefits the patient more with more of a, a minimal prep veneer type scenario, the goal or the outcome is that when the patient looks at themselves in the mirror, man, they, they feel yeah. confident. They feel like they're stepping towards the best version of themselves. Absolutely. I did uh, have a run there for a little while where I was strongly considering either getting veneers or getting braces because I never had braces as a kid. Uh, and I always sucked my thumb. So yeah. all my, and now it's hereditary and all my kids do it. So shout out to all those children. <laughs> So long story short, what happened is I have crooked front teeth. Sure. They're not terrible, but yeah. they're somewhat crooked. And I was watching this show called Flipping Out yeah. with, ah, oh God, what's his name? Jeff, uh, Jeff Lewis. Okay. And he was, he was married to this guy named Gage. And Gage had just like perfect straight white teeth. And I told the, the dentist that I go to, I was like, I want to look like Gage. <laughs> <laughs> Like we like that yeah. people think I'm like so weird. You go into dentist's office and you ask them to look like a celebrity, but they took me seriously and they put a plan together. And honestly, it was just the time of having to wear braces to get your teeth enough room. Mm -hmm. But then I had a friend who went to Mexico and got their teeth done. Mm -hmm. So I have two questions. Number one is, do you think that if you really, really want a beautiful smile, don't get the braces, go straight for the veneers. And number two, what do you think about international cosmetic surgery? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk on the first point. So the, the first point is, you know, it's really based upon your individual risk. Mm -hmm. So kind of as we were talking about earlier is, is we're very much an outcome-based practice. We're going to evaluate um, the risk factors for each individual patient. And an interesting thing about orthodontics, and I know it takes a little bit of time, but you know, one of the things that we evaluate is what we call your, your bite risk and, mm -hmm. and how much wear you've had. And some of the metrics that we know just from the clinical data is that a millimeter of tooth wear is pretty consistent over 100 years. Okay. And so whenever we have a little bit greater bite risk, it may be prudent to get the teeth in the right direction to actually lower that risk mm -hmm. before we go to a cosmetic uh, type veneer type modality. And because, you know, really and truly our goal across the board, whether it's cavity risk, a periodontal risk, or bite risk, and our smile risk is really to lower those risks for the patient throughout the treatment. So based on those risk factors is how we make recommendations to essentially you know, because patient wants outcome. Sure. They want an outcome that's successful, um, not only from a um, cosmetic standpoint, but from a functional standpoint. But is it always better to have your teeth as opposed to fake teeth? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. So that's the, yeah, that's the major question. As, yes. as okay, you know, good. there's nothing there's <laughs> nothing better than the real thing, right? Nice. Yeah. Now, are there risks involved for for every person? You know, surely. Yeah. But those can be evaluated. And, and um, you know, if you've got great, healthy, perfect teeth, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of treatment options available that are, you know, less invasive. Yeah. You no know, traditional whitening, for instance. You know, there's a lot of take home op options and, you know, but if you still drink the coffee, right? right. If you still drink exactly. the coffee. And like if you have sensitive teeth, yeah. too, then, you know, those strips hurt. That's right. I mean, believe me, when it comes to dental health, I've actually attempted pretty much everything that there is. <laughs> and I just don't want to grind my teeth into nubs and, and yeah. put beautiful white 
perfect, yeah. straight, gauge-esque yeah. looking teeth, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and I'll talk to your point. Um, uh, you mentioned you had a buddy that went internationally for yeah. dental. And so, you know, I've never had um, any patients that have went overseas for dental. But, um, you know, dental, dental tourism is a, is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so my recommendation is, um, regardless of what you do, whether you come to the States or, sure. or if you go internationally, is just do your homework, right? Yeah. And so anytime you go out of the States, there's no longer some of these agencies that are really protecting you from a right. you know, product um, standpoint. I wish we had time to tell you the story of my friend who went to Tijuana to get stem cells yeah. and the, <laughs> the doctor's office that he had, he got sedated. He got put to sleep in this place that was under construction. Interesting. I mean, the, some of the pictures, maybe we'll uh, we'll touch on it at the end of the episode if we have time, but it was, you want to talk about, it was no pun intended, a trip. I understand. <laughs> You've been very proactive in your professional development, graduating from the Coy Center for Dental Excellence and becoming a member of countless professional organizations. How does this ongoing education impact your practice and patient care? First of all, the Lifelong learner is a essential core value of our entire organization, and that starts with me. The biggest thing that I think learning does is it keeps you sharp. It keeps you on the cutting edge, right? Agreed. And with dentistry, you know, one of the things that has been eye-opening for me is the clinical evidence that relates to, to the actual treatment we recommend. Mm-hmm. So the, at the COI Center, you know, we're very much interested in what the literature says specific to the type of care that we're delivering to our patients. So what does that mean? That means, you know, we're looking at specific bonding agent protocols, some specific techniques on registering uh, the bite. So all of these workflows and these, you know, checklists are a big part of the care that we deliver to patients. You know, and it's and it's also important to be a, a leader in the community. Whenever you think you know it all is typically the time when you when you when you get hit pretty hard, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, willingly give, graciously receive, keep learning, keep um, investing, because the new digital workflows are just so interesting to develop. And um, yeah, it's super fun as well. When I was reading your bio, one of the things that stuck out was, you know, that all the education that you've completed Mm -hmm. to become proficient and not just proficient, but to excel in your field. And I'm just curious... The Koi Center is. Are there any other dentists in this area that have graduated from there? Yeah, so I've got uh, met a met a few guys that okay. are actually going through the curriculum, which is fantastic because it builds community. You'll find at the Koi Center um, dentists from Japan, dentists from Ukraine, dentists nice. from Australia. We've got mm-hmm. several buddies from Australia. We've got a guy in Scotland that's a good buddy of mine, and so. Um, it's very much an inter- international destination for learning advanced dental techniques, mm-hmm. um, specifically to, um, you know, the literature that points to those outcomes. Yeah. So super cool place. And is it specifically designed to incorporate a technological approach to how you operate your practice? Or is it more about making you excel in the ability to have the implant aspect of your practice? Yeah, so it's a combination of both. Okay. So at the center, we learn, um, you know, and there's a lot of courses where you can learn, you know, business acumen. Sure. You can learn the aspects of running the business. This is more of a clinical outcome based approach. 
you know, John Coyce is a world-renowned dentist and educator, probably, in my opinion, the best educator out there. Mm -hmm. The clinical workflows that you learn through that process, and it's a pretty long curriculum, but what you learn through that process is exactly what I mentioned to you. It's to evaluate patients based on a risk analysis to create clinical protocols that not only help the patients lower the risk, but that create outcomes for the patient that are successful. In a 21st century environment. That's right. And so it's been done analog for a long time, right? And so now with the digital technology, now we're transforming what used to be done analog-wise to the digital environment. So no more more of the goopy impressions, right? (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I love it. That brings back memories. Speaking of dental education, I want to congratulate you on facilitating the first dental residency program in Cookville. This is a huge step for the health and well-being of this community. Will you tell us more about what this will entail and what it means for all of us? Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, in partnership with Jacksonville University, the American uh, Academy of Implant Dentistry, and the, and the um, ABOI, which is American Board of Oral Implantology. It's a residency program, a three-year program that develops a recent dental school graduate, essentially, develops that school graduate to a master's level degree in oral implantology. And so, as we know, tooth loss is a big thing for just the whole country. Mm -hmm. And um, teaching that at that level to be proficient and, you know, to be a proficient uh, doctor and also to be um, clinical excellence, right, uh, is is a big deal. So being able to bring that to the community, I think will help just be a boon, a boon for the community. It'll attract talent to the Upper Cumberland. You know, our goal is to train these doctors in, in our environment for, for over a three-year period. But, you know, hopefully with the relationships and the people that they meet, hopefully we'll be able to um, hold some of those professionals in this community. And so I think attracting high-level talent to the Upper Cumberland is something that not only will you know, help the community, but it, you know, it bolsters the Upper Cumberland and, and creates opportunity for others. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, like Cookville always astounds me because, you know, it's like a fraction of the size of big cities and it has all these amazing amenities like Absolutely. a PBS station, sure. you know, a, a residency program yeah. for dentists, you know. Yeah. And I, I think what people need to realize is as dentists come to this community and they complete this residency program and they decide to stay, that it because there are so many more dentists, it could technically drive down the cost of dental care. So it's not, or it may not exacerbate it sure. to a degree because of scarcity. Sure. I think it's very important when you, when somebody completes this residency program, are they at that point proficient to do implant dentistry and sedation dentistry and all that stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Great. So, so they'll be, um, as old brother, where are there says certified and bona fide, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, they, they will be. And it's, um, it's a wonderful opportunity. And, you know, teaching for me is, has been a passion. And uh, we're we're excited about those opportunities. Well, you come from a family of teachers. Yeah, it's funny story is, you know, both my sisters and my mother have been teachers, and I think my mother taught school for maybe forty years. Wow! And so I was kind of the black sheep, right? I was like, <laughs> I'm going to the dental school, mom. So finally, I told her about the residency program, and she said, uh, Johnny, I knew you'd, uh, I knew you'd come back. I love it. <laughs> 
It's hard to believe that it's been over three years since the pandemic began, and according to multiple medical journals, over 55% of Americans are still delaying and suffering the consequences of poor dental health during 2020. What dangers do we face when we ignore dental health? One of the interesting things is routine dental visits and timely cleanings and mm-hmm. timely recare visits are some of the most inexpensive components of our oral health regimen. But like you said in that study, you know, 55% of Americans are still delaying or suffering from some of these issues. So the big thing that I would recommend is see your dentist, right? Create those opportunities to talk with your professional mm-hmm. to um, get your overall oral health evaluated. You know, because what we know now is that the oral health is it's really connected with our systemic health. And so regardless of whether it's um, periodontal disease in connection with heart disease, Mm -hmm. periodontal disease in connection with um, diabetes, periodontal disease connected with inflammatory um, factors that increase our risk for cardiovascular issues. Inflammation in the body is just not a good thing. Agreed. And what we're finding now is that there's a whole lot of connections that we didn't know about in the past. And so routine dental visits, making sure that you have the adequate cleaning regimens and just getting an overall evaluation, man, that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. You know, our ability to chew, our ability to, to really break down that nutritional value for us, right, is a big component. And we know as we age, it gets a little difficult, right? Mm -hmm. And so as our population is getting older and older, I just want to highlight the prevention component. You know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? You know, routine visits and and really making sure that you keep the mouth good and clean, free of infection, free of inflammation is a um, huge component to your overall health. Are people taking their dental health more seriously since you've been a dentist? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I I think so. And I think as some of these newer studies um, continue to roll out, it'll be more of a highlight for for patients that are, are seeking that type of care. Does it ever astound you? And I ask this because I'm always astounded. Does it ever astound you, like, how many people have poor dental health or maybe, like, lose their teeth by the time they get to their to retirement age? Yeah, so multiple factors there. And what I tell patients is, you know, it's a, it's a combination of, um, you know, environment and specifically what, what mom and dad high-fived you with, right? Yeah. And so we can't, we can't run from genetics, right? And so are, are some patients predisposed? Absolutely. Yeah. Are there some things that, that, that we can do to help patients? And, and that's really what patients want. They want to be able to maintain and maintain their teeth and, and enjoy chewing their steak, right, mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. That's right. So we're, although you know, some patients have challenges, Focusing on more of a risk-based assessment plan really helps patients engage in a way that creates success. For instance, you know, I had a patient with um, pretty high cavity risk, and the story that she kept telling was, you know, Dr. Shanks, I'm flossing, you know, three times a day. I'm brushing three times a day. Coming here, and I'm, I'm getting all my routine care complete, and I'm still not able to reduce the amount of cavity that I'm getting. I gave her a book called Why Me. It's a it's a book from um, Kim Cooch, who's the founder of Carry Free. It's a um, some products for for patients that mm-hmm. actually help lower the risk. So what I mentioned to her is, you know, the pH of the mouth really dictates our ability to get a cavity. Yeah, and when the pH is really low or uh, more acidic, the bacteria that cause cavity flourish in that environment. If we can modify the pH, get it more neutral to basic. You know, there's a whole different type of bacteria that come in that aren't as effective at creating decay. 
And so that kind of the light bulb came in and I said, so environmentally, maybe some of the components that you're eating or drinking could increase that risk. She said, well, you know, I've, I've got the Route 44 uh, Dr. Pepper that, hey, man, it's just my thing. <laughs> like and I the said, whole thing? Yeah, the big one. The big one. The big Ooh, one. Ooh, with free refills. <laughs> yep. And so I said, well, you know, we may want to consider that. Yeah. Um, acid reflux. Mm-hmm. You know, stomach acid coming back into the mouth, obviously that's going to make um, that environment more acidic. So creating treatment modalities help lower the risk for the patient. Yeah. That's really Because when you think about it, dentistry sometimes can be thought of as a solution to a symptom. And um, modifying the risk factor can be a cure for the cause. Yeah. And I mean, nothing hurts more than a bad tooth. Yeah. Nothing ruins your day, your week, or your month than your tooth hurting. Absolutely. To wrap up, two quick questions. How often should the average person see the dentist and what should we do in between visits to ensure the longevity of our teeth and health overall? Yeah, so we recommend six-month cleaning and um, you know coming in to, to get an evaluation with your local dentist. And I'll tell you, tying that back to the longevity of our just overall health, I think Timely dental visits, routine dental visits, getting those cleanings, um, making sure there's no inflammation in the mouth. That's going to be the huge component of uh, your overall systemic health. What we know now is there's a lot of connections between a healthy mouth and a healthy body. And so um, typically six months is a, is a good routine. Mm-hmm. Now, some patients need a little bit more than that. Some patients can be a little farther. Consult your your local provider and yeah. come up with a game plan on how, how you can um, get everything really good and clean and good and healthy. So we always like to end the show on a high note. Who is someone that makes you better when you're together? You know, as an entrepreneur in the dental space, I would, I've got to say my team, you know, our team is is just so incredibly awesome, you know, from helping us, um, you know, hire in folks for our new business to creating a, a warm, welcoming environment to our patients. I'm a huge believer in teams and, you know, the one little line that I'll say is that none of us are smarter than all of us. And so, you know, teamwork uh, makes the dream work. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costa Yepafonsive. If you've enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Better Together with Costa Yepafonsive is a Costa Yepafonsive production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Post-production, mixing, and editing by Mike Franklin. Want to know more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafonsive.com. We're better together. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed during this episode are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily represent or reflect the official policy or position of this show, its producers, or any related entities or advertisers. While our discussions may touch on various topics of interest, please note that the content is intended to inspire thought-provoking dialogue and should not be used for a substitute for professional advice. Specifically, nothing heard on this podcast should be construed as financial, legal, medical, or any other kind of professional advice. We encourage our listeners to consult with a professional in these areas for guidance tailored to their specific circumstances.